0: Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast.
1: Hi, boys and girls, and welcome to Real Film Nerds Podcast episode number 221. God, that just makes me feel old. 221 podcasts. Either that or I'm just full of a lot of hot air, much like my co-host, sitting metaphorically
2: next to me, Mysterious Mike Talent. Hey, everybody. Uh, I don't think you're full of hot air, Matt. Man, come on. I'm just full of farts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess that's hot air. So, never mind. Yes, you're full of full of hot air.
1: Have you ever, like, put your hand on your butt when you fart? Is it, like, hot? Or is it cold? I would think it would be hot.
2: Uh, I'm not going to answer that question.
1: Well, I know we've lit them on fire. Well, okay. I haven't lit any on fire. You haven't lit me on fire. But we have witnessed others light them on fire. And that's definitely hot air
2: well yes that is hot air and it's it's like a blue flame it was a lot different than i thought it would be anyway i think that's enough about farts and fire let's uh let's talk about this movie which has lots of fire in it see that's a great roll
1: in mike see i got it going right lighting farts on fire just goes right on to this wildfire movie starring angelina jolie because it was like a giant fart for two and a half hours
2: wow geez um I did not feel the same, Matt, so uh, I guess uh, you want me to roll into the, the rundown, or what do, you, what do you think? Wow,
1: okay, well, I, I figured you're just going to jump on in, but yeah, Mike, go ahead. Why don't you give us the rundown for this week's review, Those Who Wish Me Dead, currently available to watch in the movie theaters and streaming on HBO Max.
2: All right, Matt. So, "Those Who Wish Me Dead" is directed by Taylor Sheridan. It is uh, the screenplay was written by Michael Creta, uh, Charles Levate, and uh, the screenplay was by Taylor Sheridan. And uh, this movie is starring Angelina Jolie, Nicholas Hoult, Flynn Little, John Berntow, uh Aidan Gillian, Jake Weber and Tyler Perry. And as Matt was talking about, uh, a teenage murder witness finds himself pursued by twin assassins in Montana wilderness with a survival expert test with protecting him and a forest fire threatening to consume them all.
1: So, Mike, I thought this movie was very boring.
2: Um, So, I didn't think it was boring. I I kind of liked it. Um, The only thing that was a little bit... I was hoping there'd be more fire stuff in it uh, being like a smoke jumper and stuff, but it wasn't really about that. It was more about this, a very straightforward story. um, And uh, about some people chasing this kid and uh, the links that they'll go to. Yeah. I don't know. That was pretty straightforward, but I was hoping for more fire stuff. It leaves a
1: lot to be desired because there's no there's no motive like okay, he's running because spoilers the his father was murdered in front of his face by these people, and his father is a lawyer, he did something, prosecuted someone, and these people are hunting him down, but it doesn't explain why they're hunting him down for what reasons, clearly it's something. They don't explain why they're from the federal government. Again, that's a spoiler right there. That and we'll talk about that scene later. It doesn't it doesn't explain a lot and that's the biggest issue I had with this. They develop Angelina Jolie's character quite a bit. And she's almost not even so much the main character. I mean, she is, but it's more about this kid and him trying to escape these assassins.
2: It is about the kid, and and you find a little bit out about the kid's uh, story as well, and that's really about it. Um, Not much else is given on any of the other characters in in the movie, but I I think it's okay. I don't think you needed... There is one part, though, I did want to find out more about, was the uh, officer's... Uh, in his wife's survivalist camp or whatever i wanted to know just a little bit more about it because besides just like a like a picture i didn't know it was a survivalist camp
1: survivalist camp which officer the john bernthal's character yeah
2: yeah john bernthal's character yeah like they ran a like a survival camp thing at their house but i didn't even notice that yeah we'll see the only the only way you would have noticed was in that picture that they find at the house uh, w- w- where the, the son and uh, father live. There was a picture of the survivalists, them at the survivalist camp.
1: Well, but John Bernthal is the brother-in-law of the lawyer that is killed. So that's his nephew that's coming to see him. So... But again, I know what you're trying to say. They didn't like know John Bernthal because of the survivalist camp. It's because they're related, but they went out there and went to the camp.
2: Oh, oh, okay. I see what you're yeah. saying. I see what you're saying. They they attended the camp. Okay, all right. I man, I thought they ran the camp. I don't know. Like, they, what? Like like you said, there's not a lot of things explained. So it's just like uh, I don't know what's going on.
1: Well, and that's the biggest issue I have with this movie. I just wish there was a lot more. Um, I I liked uh, Nicholas Holt and Finn Little. I thought they were great villains because you kind of are rooting for them, but you're kind of not because they're just terrible assassins that are good at their job. But also there's something more going on behind the scenes with them, and they're not explaining it. Um, Tyler Perry makes a cameo. I wish he would have had a little bit bigger role. Um, this, again, this is where you get the hint that they're from the government. If you were paying attention, the suburban that he jumps in is a government vehicle. It has government plates on it.
2: Yeah. I I mean, I noticed that and I, I figured it was the government. Um, the very brief scene with the father, uh, talking to his son said he was a forensic accountant and he found some stuff on some very high up people. He said people in the government. And that's really all he said. I think he said maybe senators and lawyers i don't know he was he was fairly vague
1: they're they're just i wish there was just more explaining more of the main characters i guess is a good way to put it i mean and angelina jolie i understand like where her character's coming from and being in a smoke tower don't don't even get me started on like the fire watch tower like i've been to several fire watch towers mike have you ever been to any
2: I have not. I have not been to any. Um, That looked like kind of a neat place, but also really terrifying, and it doesn't have a bathroom. I was like, man, it seems like poor planning.
1: Yeah, it's not a true representation of a fire watchtower. It's actually quite barren. There might be others out there in the world that are like this, but I have not been in any that have are like that. I've been in Uh, I think four in and around Northern Arizona, they have roads directly to them because you need to get people food and water. They have bathrooms, they have electricity. I don't know if they have internet. I would highly, highly doubt that. Um, But they do have radios. That is how they communicate. And that's their assignment. Like they're assigned at that fire watch tower for however many months or whatever it is. And they are not supposed to leave that post without someone taking over for them because They have to be there to monitor the scene and, you know, notify if basically most of it here is notifying if lightning starts a fire.
2: Wow. Yeah. um, Well, that makes sense, Matt. I I would say also um, to bring tech into this uh, with the new Starlink stuff, it would be a lot easier to pop one of those little um, uh, McDishy McDish face or whatever they call it um, uh, antennas up on the top there. And then you have internet.
1: Dude, I'm truly excited for Starlink, even though I'm not uh, in a super rural community. I'm gets considered rural to a degree. They're promoting supposedly between 1 and 10 gigabytes a second. I would sign up for that if it's reasonable in a heartbeat just to get that kind of speed. That'd be amazing.
2: Yeah, well, I think realistically right now what they're getting out of the um, better than beta or whatever they're calling it or, or the best best we can do beta or something like that uh is like 200 to 400 megasecon- uh, um, mil- megabits per second uh, with 20 to 30 ping times milliseconds which is pretty good
1: all right mike so let's do this completely not related to starlink but kind of related to technology we've teased it in a couple podcasts up to this point guess what mike We have another giveaway from our good friends over at Paramount.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about this one.
1: Mike, do you remember watching the trailers for this? I never got to see this in the theaters. I wanted to see it in the theaters, but it was not ever released in Prescott for very long. Granted, it was, you know, COVID world. But uh, this week, we are giving away copies, Blu-ray physical copies of the brand new film, The Mauritanian
2: oh yeah um I remember seeing a trailer for it and I did not get a chance to see it at the theater either Matt but it has been a lot tougher to get out to the theater especially now with being a father uh, my time is taken uh, <laughs> dealing with uh, my little son so um, it's a lot a lot trickier to get over to the theater but you know occasionally we can try and make it out there and um, but yeah this one looks great man Mauritanium.
1: You know what? Let's go ahead and just do what we want for people to enter for the contest before I I do our business. So if you would like to be entered into our giveaway to win a Blu-ray copy of The Mauritanian, the question we are asking is, what is your favorite Jodie Foster film? Mike, what's yours?
2: So Matt, I had to think about this for a little bit and... You know what I was thinking was, you know how I like, I've liked alien stuff for a long time, and it's really neat that the DOD just declassified a whole bunch of stuff that aliens are probably out there. But anyway, um, she starred in this movie. What?
1: What? (laughs) What?
2: Yeah, the 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 Pentagon just released a whole bunch of stuff about UFOs. Um, they're real.
1: Of course they are. This is an awfully lot of space to be wasted on just us
2: yes um exactly man um but uh jodie foster starred in this movie contact uh came out in the i think the 90s and i liked it because it, it leaves you kind of guessing and questioning stuff and i i kind of like that about that movie so um i'm gonna have to go with contact
1: well as you will hear at the end of this podcast my discussion with Lisa, life and local on magic 99.1. That is one of the films that I brought up that I actually enjoy quite a bit is uh Jodie Foster in contact. I really enjoyed that film. We might've even seen that together, Mike. I'm not sure we might have it was the nineties, but I really enjoyed contact, even though a lot, it got a lot of hate from the uh, critics and everyone else. Cause they just didn't get it. And I, that was kind of the draws much like yourself on why I enjoyed it. But uh, I, lo- I really enjoyed contact uh taxi driver is a classic but i you know i have to go with another classic just because it's the the film as a whole and the people that she's playing off of are just incredible but i i know it's a cop-out but silence of the lamps i i just absolutely love that film it is so good
2: yeah i i think that might be one of the more popular uh jody foster movies you know taxi driver also but yeah
1: yeah but I just – contact, I really enjoyed it as well. I, I had a hard hard time choosing as well. But, I mean, I just – Sons of the Lambs is just such a pinnacle. I mean, with Anthony Hopkins, it just – I mean, just amazing, amazing. Anyways, okay. So I need to get our little bit of business done and out of the way. Here we go, folks. You know what to do. You know where to email us, nerds at realfilmnerds.com. So, all right, here we go. Yours to own. Now on digital Blu ray and DVD, Academy Award winner Jody Foster, Tahir Rahim, Shailene Woodley, and Academy Award nominee Benedict Cumbermatch star in The Mauritanian, the riveting and emotionally compelling true story of courage and survival against all odds. Based on the New York Times bestseller, Bring Home the critically acclaimed film filled with all new exclusive bonus content, including an alternate opening never before seen deleted scenes and much more own the mauritanian now on digital blu-ray and dvd all right folks you know what you got to do hit us up send us an email we'll put you in the drawing and we'll let you know if you win all righty mike on with the show
2: all right matt well i think i think we've reached that important part of the show matt where i ask you what are you drinking today
1: <sighs> well, Mike, thank you for asking. I'm drinking a plain old, boring Miller Lite. I'm sorry.
2: Oh, that's okay, man. That's all right. I thought you were gonna have the champagne, but that's okay. Miller Lite's all right.
1: For some reason, I like my my Miller products. You know, maybe it's just because I drank so many Budweiser products when we were younger. I'm not gonna say what ages, but younger. So I just, when I go to like the, the what you would call more the American lagers, the American beers, I, I tend to go with the uh, Miller family. I don't know why, but I, I just like them. Okay, Mike, go ahead. You're sitting there looking at it. What IPA are you drinking tonight?
2: All right, man. Yes. Once again, you've detected what I was drinking. It's I, I feel like you can just smell the bitterness over there in Arizona. Um, anyway... Uh, I am drinking a Wicked Weed Brewing uh, Appalachia Session IPA. Wow, you and your fancy beers. Yeah, this one's out of Asheville, North Carolina.
1: Well, okay, Mike, that means it is now time for my favorite question of the podcast next to our giveaways. Of course, of course, those are my favorite part. Other than talking to you every week, Mike. Mike. How does Those Who Wish Me Dead, starring Angelina Jolie and Nicholas Hull and Finn Little, relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe?
2: Well, Matt, thanks for asking. I was a little worried on this one because it's a pretty small cast. And I know uh, Nicholas Holt was in some Marvel movies, but not Marvel Cinematic Universe movies because he was uh, in X Men uh, movies. But I did find that the composer for this movie, Brian Taylor, also was the composer on Iron Man 3 and The Avengers Age of Ultron. So, once again, the streak continues, Matt. Well, Mike, I'm
1: proud of you. You're doing your job. You're Thank you. are on it. Thanks, man. So, okay, that that means we're now in our spoiler territory, which I've already pretty much spoiled most of it. I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to say this was a bad movie. It just... I, I expected more. I, I wanted a lot more.
2: So, Matt, I'm going to open up to you a little bit here. Being a father now, some of these things are a little different watching some of these movies. And so the the little kid and the, the father thing was a little bit, uh, I don't know, it feels different now watching some of these movies.
1: Are you going to cry? Holy shit.
2: No, I'm just saying it's 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 a lot different watching it now like that kind of thing, the, 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 um, the pregnant woman getting thrown around. Oh man.
1: Uh, that bothered me a lot. Like that really would have pissed me off if she would have been killed because that was a whole nother level. I was like, God, they're going to freaking execute a pregnant woman. That really was going to just turn me off from this movie. Luckily they didn't, but that whole thing just really, really bothered me.
2: Yeah, I didn't know how she's going to get out of that one. Um, I don't think I it kind of foreshadowed a little bit what was going to happen, but I didn't understand what the thing is that they were showing me. <laughs> you know, in the very beginning when she grabs the whatever the spray stuff is.
1: I think it was maybe bear spray. I'm not sure.
2: Yeah, but whatever she she got, it was it was like foreshadowing and I just didn't I didn't know uh, w- what that was.
1: Anyways, I just if they were if they would have killed her, I would have been very 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 upset. I'm still not happy. Again, spoilers. How John Bernthal's character died? You know, sitting up there, and how the the fire tower miraculously doesn't burn down, but she lives through it. John Bernthal dies of his injuries because he was shot a few times. Uh, I'm not a huge fan that you know. There's going to be a child out there without a dad because of this. But again, you know, that one kid did lose his dad and they were just going on a road trip. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> I like the, the, there's a little scene. Well, there's a couple scenes with Angelina Jolie and the kid that were actually kind of genuine, but the, the one where they're, um, sitting down and she's making a little fire for him cause he's getting cold. And, uh, She's talking about how what what happened to her with the fire and then like uh the kids like, "Yeah, I watched my mom die of cancer." And, and she's like, "Man, I can't talk to you. I can't feel sorry for myself when I talk to you."
1: Right, yeah, cuz she's like trying to explain how what's affected her is that she was trying to protect these kids from this fire and they got burned up which totally never would have happened like ever. They would have evacuated the living hell out of that area before, you know, any kids would have been anywhere near a fire like that. But people do die in for- wildfires. It just typically isn't civilians.
2: Yeah, but it was um, it was a f- that was a funny moment. And I thought it was it was pretty well done how how that went. Like uh, I thought that was well acted back. And oh, forth. no, that
1: was really good. It was really good on both their parts. Interesting part about this, Mike, did you watch any of the 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 behind-the-scenes stuff they had on HBO Max?
2: I did not, actually. I probably should have.
1: Oh, yeah, you missed out. Okay, so Taylor Sheridan, almost all the fire, not all of it, but almost all the close fire shots are practical effects.
2: Oh, that's cool. I was going to bring this up, Matt, about Taylor Sheridan. He's he's the guy who wrote uh, Hell or High Water, that movie that we love so much,
1: and Sicario. Yeah, he's that's one thing. That's why I'm kind of disappointed. Maybe that my why my scores, you know, going to reflect my disappointment in him specifically. I, I guess it just held him to higher standards, and I didn't feel like this movie succeeded. I don't know, but anyways, Taylor Sheridan. Sat down and built a three hundred acre forest in the middle of the desert that they could light on fire for all the close fire shots Wow that 's interesting man it 's pretty cool, so like anytime you see him like running through stuff or like the scene where the kids are coming over that 's all practical. Some of it might be digital, but he really tried to do as much practical as he could, and i really i love that I always applaud that over digital i mean digital looks great it looks incredible now but going that extra effort and doing real practical effects hands down
2: i love it so he's going more the christopher nolan route route route, because he he loves practical effects and really tries not to use as much special effects as as possible
1: yeah i love it i love it i mean christopher nolan really did crash a 747 into a building and the budget reflects that on tenet
2: I mean, he's done some crazy stuff. I mean, the Dark Knight—they really flipped the um, that semi, and it really blew out all those windows, and that was not planned. No, it was not. <laughs> they had to
1: pay for it. Yeah, I
2: remember hearing about
1: that. So, well, all right, Mike. I guess we should go ahead and get to it, unless there's anything else you want to talk about in the spoiler section.
2: No, l- like I like I kind of mentioned earlier, I was just hoping a little bit more about the smoke jumpers and some of that stuff, like. It was kind of fun in the beginning of the movie where they're, they're uh, the latest smoke jumpers are getting initiated into the the I guess fraternal order of smoke jumpers or whatever they call it I don't know and uh, I like it I like it <laughs> yeah and then and then they're uh, they're all drinking and stuff in the back and hooting hollering and then they're like all right she's gonna do it and then she she jumps in the truck and just rips the 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 chute that like that
1: was nuts. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wish there would have been a lot more stuff like that. Like more shenanigans, more smoke jumper, more fire stuff. The wildfire that the assassins start is almost like an afterthought in a way. I mean, it's clearly very important towards the end of the film. But it's more of almost like an afterthought. Like and her being a smoke jumper is an afterthought. It's more about the story of the kid, at least that's what I feel. And I don't think that Angelina Jolie is really the main character. She might be the biggest name, but it's more about the kid and the people that he comes across that try and help him get to safety and also to eventually, as you see, the news media to expose whatever happened with his father and all these other lawyers and the government. Yeah. and That left me wanting the end right there. I would have loved there. Tie it all up right there. Have the kids say exactly what happened and there's your end. No, it's a bunch of helicopters flying into a forest fire that's digitally created. And, you know, there wouldn't have been that many helicopters without buckets underneath them unless they have like 27 news stations.
2: Yeah. I was wondering where their uh, slurry was myself but uh hey what do i know
1: well i, I again i'm trying not to get too particular cuz you know i i've spent a lot of time in and around wildfires from my previous you know life of being a photojournalist so i know a lot not as much as an actual firefighter but i know more than your average person and it's just it was like okay so there's like five helicopters taking off and maybe one or two of them i could believe without having some form of uh system to put out a fire but that many not without buckets or any a hose or nothing nope nope it was just for dramatic effect sorry taylor so anyways all right
2: mike how many reels so i'm gonna give this one three and a half reels i liked it man wow boy we are uh definitely different on this one definitely
1: maybe i am becoming the bitter old man We've discussed that before, though.
2: Yeah, I think all this year of 2021, you've been the bitter old man.
1: It's the COVID, man. It it made me bitter.
2: Yeah, well, you definitely don't want any IPAs then, man.
1: No, no, I'm bitter enough without it. So, Mike, I give those who wish me dead
2: two out of five reels. Ooh, yeah, pretty harsh, man. Pretty harsh. That's okay. That's okay. We all have different opinions. Just like assholes. <laughs> You've used that one just a few weeks ago. You can't keep doing it.
1: But it's my favorite.
2: All right. Well, just this last time.
1: Fine. I'll stop using it. Why don't you, Mike, tell us, since you were able to figure out a film in time because we are recording later than we normally are. Mike, what movie did you pick? That we are going to review for next week?
2: Ah, yes. Uh, we are going to review uh, one of the Netflix movies that's coming out, starring David Batista. And it is called... Oh, I can't uh, think of the name. Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead. Thank you, man.
1: Written, directed, and cinematography by Zack Snyder.
2: Yeah, so uh, this one should be fun. Uh, Right now, it is currently in a few theaters. I believe there's some sort of deal with Cinemark, and I don't think AMC or Regal are screening it. And then uh, starting on Friday, it will be, let's see, what, what Friday is that? The 20...
1: May 21st. Yeah,
2: May 21st. It will be on Netflix for everyone to enjoy.
1: Well, okay, Mike, I'm looking forward to this one. I think this will be a fun action zombie bank heist movie.
2: Yeah, it's, you know, zombie outbreak in Las Vegas. Sounds great, man. It's like um, Resident Evil 8. Uh, They just
1: came out with a Resident Evil. I don't know if they have a number on it anymore, but there are a lot of Resident Evil games now.
2: No, I'm talking about the, the movies. Remember the Resident Evil where it was in Vegas? I don't know. I stopped watching after like the third
1: one. They were just getting so bad
2: oh yeah it's not great but um i i just i i love Resident evil just i just watch it
1: mila jovovich i have to hand it to him they did keep her through all the movies they have and that's astounding that is well all right mike i guess that's it for real film nerds podcast episode number what mike
2: ah 221 right
1: very good woo I'm yeah. just throwing these out there just to screw you up because you're sitting there looking at your phone.
2: Well, I'm trying to figure out what the name of that Resident Evil movie was. Uh, I think it's Apocalypse is the one that's in. No, maybe it's the final chapter. Uh, afterlife? Oh, man, there's so many. There's so many. Afterlife, maybe? Mm. Okay, Google. Are you Are you asking? No, I don't know. I'm
1: just trying to help you out.
2: Dude, I'm just. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know which one it is anymore. But that's okay.
1: Okay, if you're really interested, people, go sit down and look it up for yourself. It's one of the many residence evils.
2: Oh, maybe it's extinction? Oh, man, there's so many. Okay, doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. And uh, make sure to hit us up on... The socials Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or uh, nerds at Real Film Nerds and uh, enter our contest to win our great giveaway this week. And um, we look forward to hearing what your favorite Jodie Foster movie is. And uh, yeah, I guess go out and stream a movie if you want or uh, if you feel comfortable, vaccinated, whatever. Go uh, watch a movie theater. Let's try and keep some of these movie theaters alive. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us
1: on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie.
0: In the station with me, in the studio and the station with me on Magic 99.1, it is Matt Hinshaw from the Real Film Nerds podcast, The Crowd Goes Wild.
1: Ah. You're a crowd of one. (laughs) (laughs) How you doing, Matt? So the question is... Is the can you have the station without the studio or can you have the studio without the station? You I'm can confused. have the
0: station without the studio, but you cannot have the studio without the station.
1: Okay, got it. Yeah, got yeah it. makes sense. Okay. Unless
0: you have a home studio, so S- no, I think you can. Uh, uh, I was going to say I
1: record at home and, <laughs> and, and you know on my computer, and, right, right? But it's not a studio. It's not a station. It's, it's, not it's live. a studio. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, if they could figure out how I could do this from home live in my pajamas, I, I mean, we probably would have done that by now during the pandemic, don't you think?
1: So. Coming to the studio in your pajamas isn't good enough, then. Well, because, I mean, yes. it's a little it's yes. a little difficult here, Lisa.
0: No, it isn't. It really isn't. Let me tell you, I've done it a bazillion times. Anyhow, let's talk about the movies. Okay. You saw a movie this past week. And it was Those Who Wish Me Dead. Now, wait, before you get to it, um, it was directed by Angelina Jolie. And everybody wants to know if Jennifer Aniston suggested the name of the movie.
1: It was not directed by Angelina Jolie, <laughs> oh. but it was a good try though. It was directed and written by Taylor Sheridan.
0: But was Angelina Jolie in it?
1: Angelina was the star though. Oh, okay. Or supposedly that the was star. My I don't know, I'm confused. Really I, oh no, no. I I lame. got it. I got it. I okay. mean Okay,
0: very good. Very you know, good. how was the movie?
1: It was mediocre. Yeah. I really expected more, especially being Taylor Sheridan. He's a very good writer and director. Uh he's well known for lots of other thrillers he's done in the past. But uh, this one, I mean, it's it's a good film. It leaves you wanting more, though. There's they don't go. They go into the backstory a little bit of Angelina Jolie. They don't really go into the backstory of the kid who is trying to run away. You don't find out. You don't have like a good like ending. And then, uh, as we discussed last week, there's a forest fire in there. The forest fire is kind of like an afterthought. But she's a smoke jumper that's being forced to man a fire tower. I'm not going to get into like the specifics that were like all screwy because, you know, as you and I both know, we live in an area where we get lots of fire. So we know a lot more than the average person, right? Especially about fire towers and how fires are fought and things like that. And it was a little questionable. Yeah. But it, it was interesting because the large majority of even the fire stuff yeah. is practical. Um, Taylor Sheridan went and built a 300 acre. Forest in the middle of the desert, so we could light it on fire for this movie. Oh wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's okay. pretty neat. So, okay.
0: so the special effects were good. Then
1: the acting is decent. The acting um, is decent. I'll be honest, Angelina Jolie looks like she needs a sandwich. <laughs> but
0: you know, she's always looked that way. Give no, she's
1: like a whole nother level. Really? Like she, I think she's always been like you know skinny, but yeah. not like like scary skinny. Yeah. In this, she's like scary skinny. Yeah, okay. she, it's like.
0: Girl, you need Concerning. to eat something. Concerning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. And how was her acting? It was
1: okay. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't It wasn't bad. It was good right. as always, but right. her character left a lot to be desired. Her character was supposed to be a little nuts, a little crazy, Yeah, but also compassionate, but then also remorseful. There was a lot going on with her character. And I mean, she did
0: well with it, but- yeah. Okay, all right, so you say how many reels? I give it two. Two out of five. Yeah. Yeah, I won't waste my time. I mean, if you
1: have HBO Max, here's the thing. It's in the I theaters, do. and it's on HBO Max. Okay. It'll be on HBO Max for a month. Okay. If you get time, watch on HBO Max. Right. You're not going to hate yourself for it. Yeah. You'll be like, but you'll you'll find out. you will leave you wanting more when it's over. Okay. I, I don't recommend spending the... Nine or ten or twelve dollars or whatever it is to go to the theater. Okay. Not worth it. All right,
0: fair enough, fair enough. What are we going to take a look at this coming week? So, this
1: coming week, it is my co host pick, and he is going with the brand new Netflix movie that drops May 21st, Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead. It is a zombie slash bank robbery film. Okay. It looks very interesting. Does it? uh, Directed, I don't know if it's written, but it's directed by uh, Zack Snyder.
0: Okay. And what's it going to be about? Do we know?
1: Well, there's, uh, according to the trailers, there's Vegas is overrun by zombies. And I don't know if it's the owner of a casino or whatever, but he has money in a bank vault in one of the casinos, and he hires a team to go to the casino and get the money out through this horde of zombies. Oh, wow. Sounds intriguing. It looks like <laughs> a lot of fun. We'll see. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully, it does really good. Right. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Okay. Very. Good. You said that's on Netflix, huh?
1: Netflix. It's, okay. It comes out on Netflix on May 21st.
0: Okay, very cool. And you have a giveaway this morning. I have a
1: giveaway, yeah, from my friends over at Paramount. Okay. I got a few of these guys. I'm holding it in my hands. Yeah, your
0: whole uh, little hand. Yeah, I
1: got a few of these Blu-rays of the uh, Mauritanian, starring Jodie Foster and Benedict Cumberbatch. It's based oh. on a true story. It came out in the theaters. It was all kind of Oscar buzz around it last year, but it was in the theaters for like a week. Nobody saw it. Okay, but uh, we're now given a a bunch of copies away. So All right. I think the question I'm going to ask, if you want to be entered into the contest to win a copy is what is your favorite Jodie Foster film?
0: Ooh, what is your favorite Jodie Foster film, Matt? You
1: know, I have
0: lots. Oh, she's so good. She is. She's
1: very good, yeah. but I know everyone's going to be like, oh mm-hmm. it's a cop out. Silence of the Lambs. I was going to
0: say the same thing. I,
1: amazing. I was going to say the
0: same thing. I enjoyed yeah. Contact. Yeah.
1: I love Taxi Driver, yes. but Silence of the Lambs yeah. is pinnacle in my book. For sure. For sure.
0: Enter to win the Blu-ray of what's the name of the movie? I can't pronounce it.
1: The movie is The more The
0: more a There you go. <laughs>
1: at
0: nerds at realnerds.com. Catch Matt's podcast. No, I didn't get nerds it right again. At Real Film Nerds. <laughs> what I say? Nerds, and nerds, film are nerds are real nerds. That, yeah. I like that better. I might
1: have to buy that. <laughs> real catch nerds.
0: Matt's podcast. Real film nerds. Right? Yeah, real you film got nerds. that one right. Yeah. All right. And catch him here every Monday morning on What Station, Maddie?
1: The one, the only, the magical Magic 99.1.